0: tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Jana Henning, Chief Product Officer at Athleta. According to Gap's latest earnings, Athleta topped $1 billion in sales in 2020, and it has plans to open 20 to 30 stores this year. I wanted to ask Jana all about what's driving the brand's great momentum, including what it takes to win shoppers in the increasingly competitive activewear market. Welcome, Jana.
1: Hi, Jill. How are you? Nice to be here.
0: So glad you're here. What a year you've had. Wow, we <laughs> Those are some great numbers. Oh,
1: yeah. You know, I mean, this year, 20, 2020, now into 2021, but 2020 was quite a blockbuster year for us. You know, it was a roller coaster. Um, and I think we've all had to learn and adapt to really an ever-changing world around us. Um, you know, and at, at Athleta, I credit our success this year. We're we're really focused on listening to our teams and listening to our customer. Um, you know, and and we really put them at the center of everything we do. So I think that that that's been good for business.
0: Well, I know you've made some changes uh, last year in terms of sizing, which I want to get into as well. But some other um, adjustments. But what would you say prior to 2020, prior to March of 2020? Um, where were you that maybe? you you were primed for success. Maybe you were in a good place. You had stability, you had profitability, whatever you want to say, but what? why were you in a good place going in?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the athletic business did come from a very strong place going into COVID. And, you know, I think a big part of it is, um, our overall product mix, and our overall brand values. Um, you know, they really resonate with who our customer is and kind of what's happening in the zeitgeist right now, right? So, you know, Athleta is a B Corp. We have um, strong values. Are We are committed to empowering women and girls to really reach their limitless potential. Um, we are committed to inclusive by design, really thinking about how can we invite as many different different women and girls into the brand as possible. So all of those things um, really combined with a product proposition that is about performance, but it's also about what you can wear in your everyday life and putting comfort, beauty, technical performance and sustainability into each garment we make. You know, I think I think that was kind of the special sauce leading into yeah. the um, pandemic, and it, and it set us up for for a good year in 2020. Yes.
0: Yeah. So well, let's talk about those 2020 changes. Uh, how would you say? I mean, high level, how the year impacted your product strategy?
1: So, you know, I think when the when the pandemic hit, like everybody else, we really had to just pause and take a deep breath, um, and we really um, we really did reach out to our community and our customers, and and really listen to what do they need. Right, um, and we quickly pivoted into categories. You know, that I think that we've all been living in this year, frankly. Right, so we we tights. Um, you know, we are known for our elation tights, our stash pocket tight uh, joggers have been a huge business for us. Sweatshirts have been a huge business for us, um, and we really pivoted our assortment and chased into kind of those big key categories of the business. Um, You know, I would say, in addition, there were lots of new and emerging categories, right? So masks was a big business for us. Um, And the customer certainly told us she needs those masks. She wanted accessories so that she could work out at home. Because really, as we all know, the, the pandemic upended everybody's entire routine. So then as people were trying to piece together, what is my new routine? How do I get dressed? And how do I go through my day? It really changed. And so we quickly shifted and chased into the categories that she was asking for.
0: Nice. Tell me where she was asking for this. Where were you hearing from her?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, we heard it. A big portion of our business is our digital business, our web-based business. So we heard it in all the comments, the customer reviews. We also have an incredible stores team. So I would say that, you know, our stores and the the people who work in our stores are on the front lines every day. And the business pivoted in terms of how, even when stores were closed, how do you service the customer, right? So we had buy online, pick up in store, Um, the team shifted to being able to do virtual styling events. So all of those comments and all of those customer touch points were really fed back into the product team so that we could tailor the assortment in a way that would be really compelling and help us drive the, the overall business.
0: Leggings. What percentage of sales were leggings last year? You had to put Ugh. a number around it. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, leggings Leggings are a big percentage of our overall business, right? And I think um, we definitely, it was the, the largest year that we've had in in our overarching business in leggings. And I think, you know, the big thing that we're always top of mind with when we think about leggings is what can we give her that's new? right? How can we actually compete in a market that is saturated with leggings, right? And you have everybody from sort of your Amazon no-name brands that are selling leggings at 20 bucks all the way up to an Athleta or, you know, a, a premium brand. And I think that That really means that we need to deliver on incredible quality, incredible beauty, and really thinking about how can you best fit and flatter the female form. And, you know, something that she can wear all the time. So versatility, I think, is really core to our overall assortment. We want these to be, okay, you have a stack of 10 leggings. They could be from, you know, eight other brands, nine other brands. And you go to your Athleta Legging every single time because it performs for you. It makes you feel great. You feel confident. Um, and that really gets to product empowerment. So you can throw out those other nine pair. Bice yes. For Athleta. <laughs>
0: <laughs> did you ramp up marketing as things were getting more competitive with leggings or how did your marketing change?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think our, our marketing, so we, I think we've done a really nice job this year pivoting our marketing Um, to sort of that digital space, right? A big investment there and how we told those stories. Also, I think we did a nice job with that. So, you know, we did look at all the different stories around product um, and brand stories that we wanted to tell for this year. And we said, you know, we know that comfort is queen. Comfort is the most important thing for her right now. And she wants her products to work really hard. So, you know, if you're sitting on Zoom calls from nine to six and you've got an hour lunch break, why not be in something that you can quickly run out the door, get your run in, get your Peloton in and come back in, throw your top back on it and sit back down on the the Zoom call. So this idea of, I think, Comfort being so important, versatility being so important, and just stuff that you can wear a lot and really understand how to style throughout your day um, so that you take it from this performance-leading or sweat-leading wardrobe all the way into, you know, your, your fundamental wardrobe. And I think that's what we're really excited about going forward is how can we really provide our customer, um, the outfit and, the outfitting needs and the style needs that she needs for 24 hours of her day, not just during her workout.
0: Yes. So that was a change. Your marketing, your focus was primarily active wear. And now it's maybe at, you don't use the term at leisure or um, lounge wear, but, um, is that that's more of a focus.
1: That's right. That's right. I mean, we're really trying to get the, the word out that, you know, we believe that that it will be hard while well, people are going to want to dress up again and they're going to want to get up in the morning and feel smart. Right. As we re-enter into a more open world. Um, but we have the product at Athleta to do that. So as you sort of start to see that people are shifting from tights into, you know, more tailored look or a smarter style, we um, can dress you for those occasions as well. And so we really want to be the most beloved brand. And we feel like there's a great opportunity right now in this inflection point to do that.
0: Are you feeling the, um, I guess... More attention from the conscious consumer, quote unquote. Um, and are you really like building up build that your B Corp? Do do more customers want to know that right now?
1: No, I think our I think that that is very s- central to to the success that we have had in in as a brand. I, I believe very strongly that if we look into the future more and more people are choosing brands that resonate with their own set of core values um, and that the brand itself can become a platform to express what you care about as a person. Um, And, you know, I think that that does get down to an inclusive community. It gets down to um, the idea around preserving the earth and leaving a better place than where we started, right? And I think it, it also comes down to, the, the person, the people that we want to be in terms of lifting each other up, right. And really supporting each other to reach your limitless goals and, and your potential, um, as opposed to sort of a roadblock. And so, yeah, I do, I do believe that our brand positioning and the vision of where we want to take the brand is so aligned to, um, our values, and to our community goals, really connecting people.
0: Yeah, I think this kind of ties to my next question about your uh, size expansion uh, up to 3x, if I'm correct. (laughs) And yeah, what drove that, would you say?
1: Yeah, so... You know, we have been inclusive um, by design for for a long time, and we've actually had a one x two three x customer in the business. Um, we really listened to her very closely. It took us about eighteen months to two years to actually get the collection to a place that we felt really strong that it could it could um, deliver on our quality standards and our our beauty standards, or technical standards. Um, And we did launch in January, which was very exciting. Um, You know, by the end of spring, we'll be at roughly 70% of the overall assortment is offered in that full size range, which is,
0: um,
1: you know, it really is leading in the industry. And I think the other thing that's exciting about it is that. It is across both channels. So oftentimes you may see something on OnlyWeb. We heard from the customer that she really wanted to be able to shop with her girlfriends and her family. She wanted to be able to shop alongside them to actually have the same experience to, you know, go through the stack of tops or to look through the, the bottoms and find her size right there in the store. And that was sort of our goal, um, which, which we've done uh, this spring, which is really, really exciting. And it, and it It's a different experience than, you know, I think any of our customers have ever had before. The notes that we've received from our customers has just been, um, you know, it's just, it's really exciting to invite a a much broader group of people into the brand. Um, And and that's our goal is really to to make this brand and, and available from a product standpoint and a value standpoint to the largest number of women as possible, because we believe that's the best way to really provoke change which
0: is exciting. Yeah. You 70%, like you said, that's really a differentiator in terms of the percentage of overall inventory. What does it take to get to even to even 70%? Is it about investing in fit models and just the investment it takes to perfect that fit? What does it take?
1: Yeah. So so that's a great question. Um, you know, I think um in the past, people or companies would basically take a size 6 And they would scale all the way up to size 24, 26. Um, And what you end up getting is a very poor fitting garment that doesn't really work on um, you know, that full range of sizes. So our approach this was, it took a little longer um, because we did bring in um, the right body shapes. We did fit on a full range of models and we did make the necessary adjustments to all the garments across all the categories, whether it was bottoms or bras or tops to ensure that they were really flattering the female form and that they, they made the body really, as confident and as, as, look, as incredible as, you know, any other size, which was really the goal. Um, And then we took it through a a fairly rigorous testing process to make sure that it would stand up to our quality standards. So yeah, that was a really different approach. And, you know, we we also hired um, some great expert expertise from a tech design standpoint. um, And we feel really confident in in our product.
0: Well, to get that off the ground in January, you mentioned maybe, um, a shift to more of a digital focus in the last year. How would you say that launch or that announcement maybe compared to prior launches in terms of the channels you focused on?
1: Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting that that's a good question also. This year, um, we stood up the mask business in a really record amount of time. We also stood up, and that was both channels, but it started as a web channel first. Um, And then we rolled it out to stores. And we also in January launched um, our sleep business, which was direct only. Right, and so I think it's interesting, um for sleepwear, we really heard this was again a, a symptom of the pandemic that you know our customer was coming onto the site. she was searching, "Where is your sleepwear like right? I, I want sleepwear, yeah. and the team, in a really short amount of time, you know about seven months from inception, from those customer comments to live on on the site, able to purchase they we, we were able to 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 put together a really beautiful um sleepwear line and so i think that's a great opportunity or a great example of where we really use the web to meet that customer demand and listen yeah. to the customer meet the demand um and really get a read on the overall business that would then scale whereas it with 1x23x we heard from the customer I want to be able to shop this in both channels. I know I can shop things. I know I can shop on the web, but what will drive traffic, what will allow, what will really make me want to, you know, become a huge brand advocate and loyal to Athleta is to be able to have that experience with my family, with my friends shopping in the stores. So, you know, that was paramount, I think, to why we why we took that approach in terms of both channels.
0: Was that a big conversation to Um, have the full, is this just the norm? I'm seeing, I still know that there are plus size departments in some stores to have the full size range on one rack. Was that a, I don't know, a conversation? Was that just a given? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's also a great question. So, you know, I mean, when you offer more sizes, there's a fixed amount of, of space in the store. So what it meant was that in order to offer more sizes, you have, you have to have fewer sort of overall choices in the store. So we had to get really precise with what were the most important items that everybody would need so that we could really tighten up the overall collection in stores. And then, you know, along with rolling out the mannequin package, which now goes all the way up to yes. um, 3X, definitely go and check it out if you haven't. Nice. It. It's a really, it's a very, um, I think, powerful um collection of mannequins. Yeah. Uh, but then we were able to really roll out the mannequin collection and we were able to actually allow, right, on one rolling rack that full sort of gamut of sizes. And I think, yeah, that was important to us also. We didn't want the customer to have to go to the the plus or go to the 1X through 3X section. We wanted it to be something that was, you know, we see you, you are just as important as every other customer. You should be treated in the same way, right?
0: Definitely. Did that impact uh, things like buy online, pick up in store? Um, when maybe there's more of an assortment online.
1: Yeah. So uh, you know, I think that that's also a good question. A good good question and something that we're definitely looking into. I think now if you go into our stores, um, there are QR codes where you can scan and you can see, oh, look, there might be six choices, color choices in this legging, but online they're 12 or they're 14. And I think that's going to become more increasingly important um, in terms of as we expand that digital assortment, how do you make sure that you let the customer know what's available to her?
0: And then the next
1: thing is when she finds something she loves, how do you make it really easy for her to buy it, even if it is online versus in stores?
0: Right on. Well, you're rolling out launch after launch here in the last year. Tell me about some of those obstacles. Did you also face uh, hurdles in production and in supply chain? Was that something to contend with?
1: Yeah. You know, I have to, I have to give it to our teams. They are a scrappy bunch and I, you know, this we've all heard, I think about the disruption in shipping that, you know, many industries are going through right now, but our teams on the product side, on our global international sourcing and our vendor side, very strong. And, you know, I think that is a, a competitive advantage, honestly. Um, being a part of the Gap Inc. family of brands, we have a great, great infrastructure. And we were really able to work together very closely to remove those obstacles um, and, and to move faster. And so I think um, we learned a lot this year, right? Yeah. And there are things <laughs> that, you you know, we're going to continue to learn for sure.
0: For sure. Well, I mentioned earlier in the conversation, um, the, the physical retail rollout Where are you opening stores? And first of all, what's the breakdown right now um, between online and in store sales? So,
1: you know, online is up, is up ticking, um, where it's anywhere, you know, 55, 60%, and and stores are coming back. Um, So I think that relationship sort of flipped in the last year. Um, Stores are getting much stronger. And now that we're up against the store closures, that's been interesting to see what the stores can do. But Mm -hmm. it is going to be a question of, you know, will all of those sales return um, to stores? Or will some of that learned behavior in terms of just shopping online and how easy it is just stay online? And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that we're continuing to really watch um, and really, Again, the customer is at the center of this, and we we know that we cater to her, and we are in service to her. So we're continuing to, to really understand where does she want to purchase and making it as easy and seamless for her to do that.
0: Nice. Will the store setup or format, will that change, or maybe that will be something that's smaller and kind of servicing the online customer or how do you envision that changing?
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, we're in the, in a lot of talks right now about what does the store of the future look like? Right. Um, yeah. and I think there are a lot of very interesting ideas out there. I will tell you, um, you, we tend to do really good in, um, like small resort towns. <laughs> um, yeah. we, we do well in kind of ex urban, non-urban communities. We're a brand that is, um, Grounded in the outdoors, and I think you know the idea of the seasons changing and what you need to get out there and be active is really core to who we are. So, you know, some of our best markets are not what you would necessarily think of as as the best markets, right? So, like yeah. Minneapolis is a very good business for us. Um, so, we're continuing to look at you know, what is the size of the footprint? Could we actually have smaller stores going into more boutique markets? Um, and I think we're also thinking about, you know, you alluded to it earlier, but what is the role of technology in stores? What is the role of community in stores? And what could that look like in the future in terms of um, really delivering on our brand values and our product positioning?
0: Oh, tell me about your community. <laughs> Who's your <laughs> shopper? Where are they, uh, yeah, connecting with each other?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think there has been, um, our, our community, we've got an extremely engaged customer base. Um, and I think the ultimate goal is to really be able to connect the the community that's in stores through our app, right. And Mm -hmm. allow us to share as much information as possible with, with her, um, and allow her to connect to, you know, other local community groups, allow her to connect to other women that are in, um, you know similar stages of life you know oftentimes we hear that women come to us after they've had a baby um yeah. partially because our clothing is so comfortable partially because it's really effortless um and and also because maybe they want to get out and be active a little more you know um post having a, a child and so you know that's just a great great example of okay well how could we actually connect Many women that have gone through a similar shared experience, and allow them to, you know, not only um, meet each other, but also to to take to to take experience in the brand itself. So we're continuing to to really think about how do we build out community in a really meaningful way.
0: That makes sense. I know that your customer acquisition, I guess. Percentage was way up in the last quarter. We just had an event where we talked about kind of the new path to purchase. Tell me how she's coming to the brand. Where is she coming from? What's what are the steps to get? I guess to make that first purchase.
1: Yeah. Well, what was interesting is this that you know I alluded to masks earlier. So we did. We acquired over two million new customers this year. So that was just a blockbuster year for us. Um. And a big portion, about 30% of those new customers came to us because of masks. So, you know, that was um, really exciting to see, especially early on, is that she was searching for this product category that was new. We had a really... a good value a well performing bat mask that was breathable that was you were able to wear it day in day out and it got a ton of media coverage you know we saw Jill Biden wearing it on the trail and you know lot, lots of people out there and it really got the word out right and i mean i think a big poor a big um big part of Athleta at its core is really like, we need everyone to know how incredible this brand is, right? But We want to continue yeah. to get the brand awareness out there. Um, and so masks were a big piece of that. And then we started to have the conversation of, okay, well, she's coming to us from masks we need to make sure that we're converting her into a bottom, right? We want yes. to actually make sure that she buys our core categories and really gets hooked on something that has has the staying power to keep her in the brand. Um, you know, and that from there, you hope that it's going to be word of mouth that you're going to get the word out. I love these tights. I love this mask. It's my favorite. Where did you get it? It's from Athleta. And I think, you know, that kind of momentum is what we want to see. And it's exciting to, to see all those new customers engaging with the brand. And we, we just have to keep that going.
0: So you had some great press, some great word of mouth. Were you putting uh, a Google search for their Google ads around the masks? Was that, did it have to do with the, I guess, speed to market? What else do you owe that to? Yeah. You know,
1: I think, I do think, so I, I our digital marketing strategy is very strong and we put a lot of effort into, okay, how are we going to position this, right? Like how can we really think about what's the best performance mask? Is this your best everyday mask? So I think that, you know, what you're you're getting at is this idea of solution-oriented design. Um, And I think that is really core to how we think about developing products. So, and in in that, I mean, what is the problem you're trying to solve, right? What are we trying to solve through our mask? And so we really took... um, you know, we said, well, let's, let's own her every day. That's the most important thing. Um, and although we we set, we set out, we said, well, maybe it should be the work best workout mask. And at the end of the day, we said, actually the broader aperture is the everyday mask. So we took our technical, super lightweight, breathable fabric that stretches. Um, we made sure that the ear loops were elastic, really soft, that they were all adjustable. Um, you know, we changed the lining of the backer so that it, was darker. So you didn't see all your makeup on it. And um, we nice. really tried to think about, okay, what's annoying about wearing a mask and how can we solve those things? And we take that approach with all the product that we make. And I think, you know, that's, what's so fun about being in the performance space overall is that, you know, because you're sweating and you're moving, there are problems, right? There are things. And so all of a sudden, if you can take those insights, like the power of pockets, right? Right. I mean, imagine a world where you never have to pick, carry a handbag again because you've got a secure pocket, you have a phone pocket, you have a key pocket, you've got, right? And we yes, really please. do think about that. And we've taken those learnings from creating performance wear and really put it into everyday wear. And and that's, yes. I think, um, kind of the, the magic of how we think about product creation.
0: Yes. Tell me about some of those uh, tricks of the trade in terms of she was on the site getting a mask. How were you able to kind of increase that basket size?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I think um, there are a lot of different things that we look at. So it's, it's about where is she clicking through? How much time is she spending? What does she want to be served up? What has she looked at in the past, um, right? That maybe has piqued her interest and how do we um, cater her experience on the web to what she wants? So there's a personalization um, aspect to this. We also look at the emails that we send out, you know, what, what is the lead on the on the home page? How are we actually allowing her to best navigate through the site to get with as few clicks to what she wants as possible? Yeah. Um, so all of those things definitely we take into account.
0: Yes, and she's coming back for for more.
1: Yes, exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> right on. Well, tell me about your. You have great growth uh, plans, projections. Uh, Leading into 2023 for the next couple of years, to tell me about what goes into that. Um, how are you going to ma- maintain this momentum? Yeah, it's a, it's a big, think, it's a big. Yeah, catch.
1: exactly. That's a, that's sort of what keeps us up at night, right? It's like, how do you how do you grow next year? Um, but I think that the t- the focus on the future is really important, right? And I think that. We know that the the um, health and wellness space, the leisure space, it is it's crowded, and I think that. Um, it- we are constantly thinking about what can only we do, right? How can we as Athleta stand out and tell stories and create product that only we can create? Um, And that's the, that is our focus. We really are trying to find what's the white space in the market. That's going to delight our customer. And how can we be first to create those products, to tell those stories um, and to really um, connect our, our, community of customers in a way that's meaningful. So, so yeah, we're looking at lots of, lots of different approaches to new businesses. Um, you know, we're looking at potential collaborations that could be really exciting, but the idea is that we're just continuing to want to grow the business, um, and to delight the customer.
0: Great. More new categories to come this year.
1: That's right. You got it. You'll see it. (laughs) New
0: markets as well.
1: Um, you know, that is, that's definitely a possibility. Okay, great.
0: Well, let's say, um, let's end it on a positive note. What are you most looking forward to in 2021?
1: Oh, gosh. I mean, aren't we all looking forward to the vaccine? We are all looking forward yes, to the vaccine. give me. <laughs> um, and, and I think why we're looking forward to the vaccine is that we can connect with our, our loved ones, right? Our family and friends again in a really meaningful way um, and do all those things that we love to do together. And I think, you know, I, a big piece, I, what we're preparing for is really how do we um, – Get our customers ready to go for that big emergence, that big unveil. So how can we get her suited up for her, you know, the vacation she's been waiting for for over a year, for for the family reunion, for the girls' trip, for, you know, the family vacation? All of those things I think we're really excited to see in summer back to school for fall holiday, where you're actually connecting with family, you know, how can we make sure that we got, you know, the product to make her feel really confident as she's re-emerging and connecting with loved ones again?
0: Totally. What do you expect for stores? You expect her to come, gosh, she's vaccinated. She waits the duration. (laughs) She's back. Is it going to be slow and steady?
1: You know, we have seen a consistent uptick in stores. So we, we, um, it will be really interesting, I think. And the markets are very different, right? We look at the sales data across the U.S. And as you can imagine, some markets are much stronger than other markets. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that there is a pent-up demand. There is this um, ability or, or this want to go out and see what's happening in the world. And then on the polar opposite, it's like I'm somebody – maybe there's there are also people who are saying – you know maybe i don't ever need to go into a store again. so i think that <laughs> right. what we what we anticipate is that traffic will return. we're going to have an incredible environment and we do have an incredible environment in stores. you know we've got amazing staff um, employees that love the brand that connect with the customer. Um, and so, you know, I would encourage everybody to go out and visit stores, um, and check it out, get back out there and sort of see what, what's, what's the vibe in the world. Um, I think it's definitely on the front line. So I, I anticipate it getting better for sure.
0: Right on. If only to see your amazing new mannequins. Hello. (laughs) Exactly.
1: You've got to go see our amazing mannequins. They're, They're really cool. They're very right cool. on
0: cannot wait to see you. Jana. this was so fun thank you for being my guest today
1: yeah i really appreciated joe it was great
0: that's all for this episode our theme music is by otis mcdonald if you liked this episode be sure to share it with someone else you think would thanks for listening to the glossy podcast